Tonight we give you glory and praise. Father, thank you for the world of thank you for your your world the world in the in the book. Thank you for the realm the realms in the book. Thank you for the life in the book. Thank you for the streams of the book, the waters of the book. Thank you, thank you for the for the book, the for the life, for the the grace, the gracious life in the book. Thank you for the the experience of of raptures being taken, or the experience of flowing into into the waters of the book, the experience of moving into the realm of the book, which every, every sip at from your cup brings, every taste of your flesh, of your body brings to us. Thank you for the, the fellowship of the book, the communion of the book, the, the wine of the book and the oil of the book. Thank you for the, the knowledge of the book, the thoughts of the book. Thank you for living words that spring forth, uh, that rise, that captures our heart, captures our soul. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Spirit, the unction of the Spirit that, causes, that can cause hearts to abide in the way of the book, the way of of your thoughts and of your learning. Thank you for tonight, for there's a supply and there's a flow of that same spirit, of that same anointing and that same oil. Opening, open, opening, open, 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 to make them open, 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 to opening, 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 Father. You're opening even further, even further, making, causing, bringing more more seasons of exploits even greater season of exploits even father we thank you even in your word thank you for the spirit of the word the spirit that raises the culture of the word that cultures hearts and souls and minds and people and nations by the world and brings them into the the economy of your speaking, of your sayings. Thank you for tonight and under that attitude of heart with great reverence for this provision we are approaching your table, O King of glory, most high God, with great sense of separation in our heart, not non-triviality, we're not trivializing the moment, but we are hallowing it and and exalting it, Lord, that you use this moment as a time of great blessing, that heaven will open, that heaven will commune with the earth, that there will be a release of things 
from above, O oh God. We pray today for the grace, the release of grace, of the spirit of, of blessing that will make our hearts so blessed. Blessings of understanding, riches of understanding, which you cause to open up today, Lord. Thank you, our Father. We give glory to your name. I pray for my vessel that you use this vessel, Lord, and use it again, Lord, and, and just as you please tonight and to minister to us. I pray for every heart for strength, Lord. For let it be a fresh deposit of joy and spiritual interest in what you have to say, that our hearts will not grow weary of your words, that rather will find the light tonight in the the realms which the your speaking moves our soul into thank you our father we give glory to your name we bless your holy name in jesus name we pray <coughs> amen hallelujah praise god amen good evening everybody god bless you Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Uh, Let's open our Bibles to... Book of uh, Revelation, chapter. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Revelation chapter twelve. We'll read from. Uh, praise God, verse eleven. Revelation twelve, verse eleven. Here they say, "Amen." Amen. Uh, it says that they overcame him. Brian, how are you? God bless you. David, nice to see you. Praise God. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. And therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he had but a short time. Praise the Lord. And when the dragon saw that it was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Praise God. And the serpent was cast out of, he cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman and that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood and the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon, which was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of, this, of her seed, 
which kept the commandments of God and and have the what the testimony of of Jesus Christ praise the Lord the the testimony of Jesus Christ amen um the the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness unto her into her place praise God Hallelujah. where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the what the face of the of the serpent praise God now amen now when he so at first let's see um thank you you see something here um thank you father we give you glory praise god um so you see in verse from verse 12 um it says therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell therein woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time, he had but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast down to the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the woman which brought forth the, the, the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, correct? That she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished time and time and half a time from the face of the serpent. So from, from verse 12 down to verse 13, there's a change, right? That um, you saw the dragon became a serpent in verse 14, right? Because a, a, a dragon is a serpent, it's just a flying serpent, praise God. Uh, but the, when he came down to the earth he became as a serpent mm. right mm. and then the serpent cast out water as a flood so normally a dragon brings fire mm. right mm. but a serpent brings water you know that mm. right water the venom of a serpent is 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 water so praise the lord Hallelujah. so when he, he came down to the earth and he cast his venom, um, praise God, towards the woman. And he says that the earth opened up and helped the woman. Praise the Lord. Now, this, um, you know, the scripture can, is showing the same thing. Uh, chapter 13, praise God, is um, actually a further explanation of part of chapter the end of chapter 12 because uh, chapter 13 um, is talks about the rising of the beast praise God and the sea so the time of rising of the, of the beast is talking about when a season when the uh, when there is a transition of the operations of the power of the devil Praise God to when he wants to begin to operate on the earth at a level, right? Or with a certain capacity. Because um, when, he's, when he's, he's, he comes down from the air, that air position is, was the dominion position, praise God, that he had on the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, he had a, a position of what? Dominion. On where? On the earth. 
Now, the way he is able to use that position is by his ability to to make men do his bidding without men realizing what they are doing. I praise God. So that's the way. So he he not it's not really that he has dominion over the earth because he really doesn't, but but he has a vantage point over the will of men. And to be honest, the people, the person who has dominion over the earth is the, is the person who, who is wearing the earth. The earth, the flesh, the, whoever is wearing flesh is the person, or the, whoever owns flesh is who, the person who owns the earth. Praise the Lord. So the owner of flesh is the what? Is the owner of the earth. So those Wearing flesh is a great status. You might not understand it on the earth. The fact that you are wearing flesh. When you are wearing flesh, you have there's something about it. You are you are you have the you have the right, I can put it that way, to operate, to do things in this sphere called earth. Praise God. So the so the flesh that you carry is actually your your flesh is your office. Praise the, is that, does that make sense to you? Your flesh is your what? Is your, so every person who is wearing flesh is because you are supposed to do something with flesh. But, but men are, are ignorant about flesh, about what it means to be wearing flesh. If to open your eyes to people who have lost their flesh in the spirit and who are who are wishing to have what you have. Their child said, in my time, when I had my flesh, I didn't know what to do with my flesh. And their flesh has fallen, has gone back to the earth. And there are many of them who are looking, many of them are those clouds of witnesses who they speak about in Hebrews chapter 12, who they went in the time of flesh, they couldn't use flesh fully. They couldn't make full gain of what the office of flesh should be able to achieve upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Um, so, the, so this thing called flesh, flesh is more be so important for, for, for that to be a necessary part of the salvation program. Why God must, have, must send his son and he has to come down in the likeness of sinful flesh. Praise God. Amen. That because the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also partook of the same. Praise God. Amen. So, so that through death, that word through death means death is actually has to do with the, the usage of flesh. Right? The reason to what? So the reason why Jesus Christ came and took the flesh is to, to be able to drive flesh to the cross. Are you getting that? To carry flesh to the cross. That's it. The, the flesh. You see, that journey to the cross is not a journey that flesh could take. That journey was closed to men before. Praise the Lord. So, and the way Jesus described the journey is about the destruction of the temple. Right? He's to destroy. That word temple means, temple means arrangement of building. Temple means the, it, it means the, the output of wisdom, mm. right? It's the output of when you are able to build something that has spiritual function. Mm-hmm. It's a temple. It, it works spiritually. 
Do you agree? Do you agree with that? So flesh, uh, flesh is actually a temple. Do you know that flesh is a temple, and for most men's flesh is a temple that has been built by spirits, so that worship can can arise. Do you agree with that? There are spirits that are taking worship for everything you the men are doing. Spirits are receiving worship because flesh is working. Are you, do you agree with me? Flesh of men is what is working. Because flesh is working, worship is, is going up to spirits. Praise the Lord. It's because of, of the way they framed flesh. Do you understand? Now, so if, if the devil did not take time to work on flesh and to turn flesh into a, an instrument that can make worship rise, praise God. Um, if he didn't do that, he would not have the kind of control that he has upon the earth at this moment. Do you agree? The, the kind of control he has on the earth at this moment is, is thousands and thousands of years of investment on flesh. Investment on flesh. For thousands of years, they have been investing on flesh. Him and his spirits. Weak, spiritual wickedness. Architects in the spirit who are designed, they've been designing flesh for the purpose of disobedience. Yeah. You know the way they, they download updates. Praise God. You know the way you just send your phone another update. Whenever you see an update on your phone, praise God, or an app on your phone, this app needs to be updated. And all. These days, they even tell you. They just update it right away. You know before they were caught here, say, back in the day, for every app on your phone, you see this app is about to be updated. You, you accept. These days, you can't even accept. You, you just see... You can be using an app self. The app will just close and move. <laughs> and... The app doesn't care whether you're using it. It just uh, close updates itself, and then it's your business. You want to continue what you were doing before. You can open it back. That has happened to me many times before. Praise God. So that's the, that's the same way men are being updated constantly from the air, from the cloud, if you want to call it that way. That's a technological term. Updates are being downloaded from the cloud and has been constantly being downloaded, installed in, inside men. It's why for the fashioning of flesh to do the beating of, of wicked spirits. Praise God. So, so that's why so God had to send his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. That was sinful flesh means that, praise God, it's a, for what the Lord could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. That God did it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He condemns sin. So that thing called sinful flesh means flesh that has been worked upon to become sinful. Praise the Lord. So flesh has been worked upon to become what? Sinful for a long time. So you cannot drive sinful flesh to the cross. It takes power to do that. To carry sinful flesh and surrender sinful flesh on the cross. So, I see what I'm saying. The, the leading, the pathway, the things, what the soul wearing that flesh must be doing for, to make his flesh arrive at the cross, to surrender all his deeds, all his, his things, his life, his living. Praise God. And surrender that up and give it up as a sacrifice. Praise God. So, that was a, that was a great feat. Which um, God had to send His own His Son down 
praise God, to come and get that job. And then also, not, not, not just to do that job, to now create that work of the surrendering of flesh and make it into a doctrine that any man who wants to, who wants to attain the same kind of, of victory, am I correct? Must now, can, can learn that doctrine. The doctrine is actually a way a way to deliver flesh. Praise God. How many of you know that God has not abandoned the project of flesh? You, you, you realize that? God has not abandoned the project of what? Of flesh. He has not, and he would never do that because flesh is very, very key and very important to God. Praise the Lord. Flesh is what? Very key and very important to God. The flesh has a huge part to play, vital part to play in the, in the kingdom of God coming and in the reign of God coming upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the, the, so, do, so Christ is actually a doctrine. The doctrine of Christ is the, the, is the secret to how a man can, can follow the same path and surrender flesh to God. Mm-hmm. How can a man deliver flesh? Surrender flesh to God for God to use. Do you understand that? To surrender what? Flesh to God. Yeah, so a, a Christ, you ask me, who is a Christ? A Christ is a man in whom the program of the surrendering of flesh to God has been fulfilled. That is, a, that is, a, the, that is the, the, the perfect Christ. The measure, the fullness of Christ is the, is the man, a soul, in whom all the wisdom of surrendering during flesh to God. You know, when, when God has received flesh, there's something God can do with it. Uh, praise the Lord. There's something God can do what? Can do with, with it as well. Amen. Amen. So that way of surrendering, um, of surrendering flesh to God is the way, it's the way of, it's, it's actually what you call the liberty. It's called, the Bible calls liberty, am I correct? Being free. When you are free is when you have been delivered from the program that flesh has been using. So that program is a marriage now, when they are telling you, on the, you tell a man in the earth, who is living on the earth, you're telling him, wait, walk in the spirit. What you're actually telling him is, praise God, you're telling him to subject flesh to his spiritual walk. Subject your flesh to his spiritual walk. That is the meaning of walking in the spirit. So, that's why walking in the spirit implies in itself the the a contrary motion against the law that flesh is what is using <clears throat> or the, the law of of life in flesh so when romans 8 says that walk not according to the flesh praise god uh, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who walk mm-hmm, or in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh so those who are in christ jesus are those who have learnt the not walking after the flesh. So it means the syllables of Christ is the syllables of not walking after what flesh has inherited. But walking after the Spirit, 
as walking after what flesh should inherit. Yes. So the, the actual proper destiny of flesh is to become spirit. Is to and by it will become spirit by walking after the spirit. Praise the Lord. So what flesh is supposed to become is what? To become spirit. When we flesh become spirit, it's when sin has been condemned in the flesh. Are you getting me? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Are you correct? Later it says that he condemned sin. So what God, God is not after the condemnation of flesh. Do you see that? So a lot of holiness message without righteousness. There's holiness that is not according to grace, righteousness, revelation. They try to condemn flesh instead of condemning sin in the flesh. Praise God. So that's what, so Jesus came on and said, "No, no, you guys are getting it wrong. That's not flesh is not bad. Flesh is not the problem. Amen. Flesh is not the <laughs> the issue. The veil. The problem with the law was that that thing called flesh. The the, the law could not interpret flesh." The, 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 the problem with the law is that the, the law could not separate flesh, sin, from flesh. Could not, it could not pierce and divide sin from flesh. Why could it not do that? Because you know, it's called that flesh is actually has, been, has married a spiritual creation. Sin is a spiritual creation. Came out of the laboratory of death and it married flesh. And flesh became spiritual. Sinfully spiritual. Do you get it? How many of you know flesh is spiritual? Do you know that? Praise God. You, 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 sometimes you can encounter some flesh that are most, their level of spirituality is more heavier than your own spirituality. Amen. I've encountered such flesh before. I say, God, have mercy upon me. Praise <laughs> God. No flesh are in levels, eh? There's some flesh manifestations like this one, this kind of flesh. We don't, we, you're even afraid that you don't even want to counsel. Because what you are seeing is more spiritual than you. The only thing you can do is go and pray. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not every situation that you counsel. Oh, me, I don't counsel everything. Oh. You guys who are powerful can counsel anything. <laughs> Amen. But Amen. there are some situations that are more spiritual. <laughs> Praise God. Because it doesn't how much sin. Sin is wisdom. Mm. If you really break sin down, what is sin really? What is sin? When you hack sin down and tear it and pieces it and see what really is sin. And you check it with the microscope of the, the spiritual microscope. So that sin is actually wisdom. Sin is a wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And Hallelujah. wisdom is a spiritual product. So when you see sin in manifestation, mm-hmm. it, is, it manifests spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's elusive. Yes. It's hard to pin down. It's hard to, to map out and curtail. It's hard to stop. It is powerful because of the way it, it is, praise God, it is woven by, by wisdom. Praise God. So, so flesh is also... Is also a wisdom product has been cultured by sin yes. and has married sin. Yes, 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As what? Married as married sin. So you said what the what the I think someone was asking me a question similar to this recently. A lot of times what Paul when he calls flesh sometimes flesh a lot of times you can separate now in Romans for example in that Romans chapter eight in verse one let's see it in verse one In this Romans chapter 8, in verse 1, you see flesh there. Do you see that? In verse 1. Flesh is in verse 1. Then you see flesh in verse 3. The flesh in verse 3 is not the same thing as flesh in verse 1. Do you agree with that? Flesh in verse 3 is not the same thing used in verse 3. It's not the same thing as flesh in verse 1. Now, the flesh in verse 3 is the one that God wants to help. That one is the one God, that's the one that God gave to man. Do you agree? God gave it to man and God wants to use it. But the one in verse 1, who walk not after, is talking about the unholy union that flesh has made with sin. Do you agree? Yeah, that's unholy union. Is that, and so, a lot of times in Paul's writing, that's the one he mentions that a lot. When Paul talks about flesh, he's talking about that one which has married sin. So because of that, we, sometimes you can mistake that one to mean just flesh. So when you see that, that's, that's the mistake. That division is what religion finds hard to make. So you can't see God's, God's usage or you can't see anything good in flesh. But, but when you see flesh, flesh without sin is a serious, terrible creation of God. And now, I, by flesh, now I'm not just, I don't just mean your body alone. I mean both body and soul moving together. When you attach body and soul together, yeah. then you have the capacity for spiritual significance. Mm-hmm. It means it can be doing things as, that matters in the spirit. Yeah. So, flesh, the world is actually meant to be, to what was meant to have dominion. Check, if you check what should have dominion on the earth, really, is that, that is body that, and soul that is being driven by a soul. So when you have that combination of a body being driven by a soul, that thing, that combination, <laughs> praise God. Are you seeing that? Yes, that combination is who should have the dominion, who owns the earth. Mm-hmm. That's the owner of the earth. And God created that one before Satan came, before the devil came. That one was in existence. There were things that they were doing as there were operations of flesh before Satan came. In, in chapter 3, when he came to deceive them and they sinned, there was flesh operation, which was after God. Praise the Lord. It was what? After God. So, but what the devil came is that he came to do what? To sow a wisdom into 
that into flesh to corrupt flesh and over time flesh married that wisdom uh-huh. so if you one of the way you will know a spiritual man after christ because christ is one of us is a real spiritual man is that you that you will find men who have learned how to use the flesh that's a sign of spirituality men who have learned how to use the flesh properly and surrender it to god because amen, amen. that's one of the signs when you are learned to do with your 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 body that word body means what you are doing on the earth yeah. the things you are doing your if you can map out the deeds of a man what his body is doing upon the earth praise god there's a way that he cried like jesus was doing things when he was on the earth with his body Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus was on the earth with his body, he was doing things. Now, if you came to look at him naturally, just physically, what he was doing, you, won't see, you might not see anything too spectacular about it. There was actually nothing too spectacular. If there was, it would have been very clear that, wow, there's a great man here. After a while, you see people from all over the world starting to see him. Ah, see what he's doing. Are you seeing? This is different, too. Men are not usually like this. No, that's not true. It was a man on the earth, which on the surface, like other men, but he was doing things that, account, that, that had great impact in the spirit. We need to, under, we need to understand this thing. Um, now, when we, sometimes the devil can make, discourage you and make you feel like, oh, there's something very spectacular that should be happening to you. When you're on the path of righteousness, you are a learner of Christ, mm-hmm. you should feel like after a while some things should be happening, you know. That you shouldn't just be like every, maybe you go to work and then someone sitting beside you, you are sitting beside them. And you know that this guy is a child of the devil, this guy is not born again. He is, his spirit, as you are seeing him right now, his spirit is dead. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But when you truly check, it's as if there's nothing different. Man. What's, what's happening? Right? Maybe there should be a glow around you, you know what I mean? That when that one day they will they will just corner you in the lunchroom and say there's something about you. you, know, you have, there's something there's a glow that just comes around out of you. Then you'll be happy. He <laughs> said, Don't worry, I'll, I'll tell you the secret. In due season. In due time. When it's I have to go and pray to my father to see whether it's, it's due time for you. <laughs> you know that's how we'll be behaving. <laughs> so sometimes we feel like so because that kind of thing is not happening. We might sometimes we, we get we can get bored, you know, with walking in the spirit. You can get bored with walking in the spirit sometimes because your your life can seem just ordinary. Uh, so you're just doing the, all these things. Uh, uh, what about the, you know, they that don't know their God shall, and then do what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Like that was so, but Jesus was, um, when Jesus was, the Jesus when he was he, when he gained mastery of flesh it was not when it's not was not in three and a half years. It was in time of secret when nobody knew him. He didn't do any miracles. He didn't do anything. When when he was growing up in towards thirty years, he was and he was just like he says, Hey, is this not the carpenter's son? 
that that carpenter's son we knew means that they knew him as a normal person. Are you getting me? Nothing too spectacular about him, but he was he was shifting flesh composition, flesh and rearrangement. He was breaking ties. I mean, when I say that, I mean transgenerational ties. Some parts of De- um, he, he went into secret of storages of wisdom, encroachment of the seed of Satan, deep into the genetics of man. Praise God. And he was breaking them by doing, by what? Walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit can undo the genetics of sin. Walking in the spirit can unwind the alliance between flesh and sin. Just the path of the spirit, the path of Christ, which is a secret path, and which is an inward path that does not usually appear and manifest to men, is very, very powerful in terms of how far it can go. Praise the Lord. Does that make sense to us? Amen. So you see the word flesh. We have to be careful with all these things. Eh? So now part of what the Lord is saying is about that thing about flesh. So flesh is key. Flesh is key to the devil's end time program. Flesh is key to God's end time, end time program. Because if any of them fails in with flesh... There's no, there's no entry point to reign on the earth. There's no entry point to do what? To reign. To reign on the earth. You ask, okay, why is reign on the earth so important? Okay, why can't God just wake up, forget it? Okay, you see this, this earth thing, they are not serious. Let's, let's leave this raining on the earth matter and just go, why would they not do that? He can't do it because he is committed. He's committed. He, the, God has actually gone beyond, he has gone past going back. Um, I mean, within the framework of the laws that he has set, right, for himself. Which he will not break. Um, he has, he can't go back anymore. Why? Because the only way to the only way that God can deal with Satan is that God allowed Satan to spread his seed. He has already done that. Maybe. He could have maybe chosen another method, I don't know. But the moment he allowed Satan to spread his seed, which is for a purpose. The moment Satan spread his seed, you can't now, the way Satan is right now, this moment, God can't just come and carry him and throw him into the lake of fire. God cannot do that. Why? Because his seed is on the earth. God has created men with, with, their, with will, spiritual will. Are you getting what I'm saying? Who are carrying the seed of the devil. 
Praise God. So that for for him to for him to remove him from the earth, right, and take him, bring about the end of his influence over creation. God must end his dominion upon the earth. God can't just go away and say, okay, let's just go to heaven and let's leave the earth the way it is. And <laughs> if God does that, one day, when he's staying in heaven, there are men who come and meet him there. <laughs> like you went to build a house to heaven. After, it's just a matter of time. By the time Satan, he will keep doing his job. After all those, that thing God did to scatter men everywhere, he will reverse it, which is doing part of the cause of the end time. The, the rising of the beast from the sea is almost a, is a reversal in a sense of the scattering that happened in the book of Genesis. Praise God. And I know that that, that thing is, the, the, the nature of, of, that, of darkness, of destruction is, is, a, is, a, is a bug <laughs> that the devil has. It's a touching of his head that he can never be healed from. Is a, is a madness that he has. Yeah. What's the madness that anywhere the devil will never at any point say, "Okay, God, stay in your side. Let me stay in my side. The little I have, let me enjoy the little that I have." Go, no, no. Anywhere God is going to, that's where he's getting there. He feels that he can take over. You get it. He wants to. That's the nature of the, of perdition. When you see nature of perdition, destruction, it has one language. Let's look for God and eradicate Him. That's the nature of destruction. It's not something that they have a meeting and say, should we go after God? No. It's a program. It is that very attitude that is the death. That's the, that's the death in him. It's the, it's the destruction in him. is that he, he has that virus that can never be deleted, can never be removed. So it's, a, it's also the nature of blasphemy. that you can, He has a mouth that can never stop. Is a nature, an attitude that can never, he can never, he can't rein himself back, back and refuse to act against God. It's not possible for him to do that. How many of you believe what I'm trying, what I'm saying? So, so you, God leaving him alone is not an option, eh? If you understand that. He will, so he will always be the sworn enemy of God. He will always be an enemy. He, he, he will always try and find a way to spoil the things that God is doing. Mm. Mm. Amen. So he will always be a threat to salvation. So he has to be dealt with. And apart from that, he has made men, right? Who are, who men are God's, something that God has set his love upon. Men are People who mercy has sworn concerning. That's the oath that mercy has taken concerning man. Praise God. What is man that thou mindful of him, the son of man that visitest him? That thing is the, because of the, the, the counsel in God's heart, that mercy has counseled him towards, towards man. Praise God. Upon the earth. And so those things will always bind God. So God will always be, he will always continue to, the issue of reigning on the earth, I'm just going to show you that it's not ever going to be a, a question of, of that can ever be under 
consideration or yeah. optional. Yes, right, that rain is going to happen. Yeah. That, that rain constitutes. So the book of Revelation is where they marry the various, the various reasons, the various things why the things must go as they should go. Yeah. The explanation, you will not, which includes salvation and judgment. Those are the two things that are revealed in the book of Revelation. Salvation, then you see judgment begins to be revealed. Salvation is what triggers judgment. Do you agree with that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. No judgment is two different things. There's judgment, which is the installation of salvation. Right? That is the judgment, institution of salvation. Then there is the judgment of the enemies of God. Yeah. How, many, how, many, how many of you know that the same light that saves destroys? That's the nature of spiritual things. If it can save, it can destroy. Yes. It's a wisdom. Anything, if, God, if it can save, means if it saves something, if it can preserve something, then. Now, that thing, I'm talking about purely the reward aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the potential of the divine potential, which is that, the, that power of immortality. Mm-hmm. Now, it can, it can eternally secure. That's what you call eternal life itself, mm-hmm. right? And it comes upon something that is in agreement with that life. It means what we call the everlasting nature. Is what that thing comes upon, and when it comes upon the everlasting nature, it will preserve it. It's a it's a reward to it because of the framing of that nature. But but when it it can also come upon something that has a, a an opposite formation. When it comes upon that thing, it's destruction. Do you agree with that? Yes, sir. That's what you call the judgment of God. It's the same is the same potential. How many of you agree? The same potential. The same potential of God. That is a reward to a soul that has everlasting uh, or or that has the eternal inheritance. The reward for the inheritance. That same potential is when you put that on a soul that has that is has the works of the devil. That thing can bring about eternal destruction. It's the same thing. The same thing. It is called God. That thing is called God. It's the God anointing. Do you agree with that? That is what, that's who God is. Even that's why God hides before time. Don't come to him before time.
Ali provo no si pranegadishte vrato positalia natatalia gadagadagadagadagada boshte kavana mosse praniada boshte pranegadeve nakatalia da 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 I am my spirit, the Lord saying that I am a consuming fire. I am a consuming fire, and just as my light saves, so my wrath is unveiled against all unrighteousness. Just as my light saves, and my light gives and brings men to salvation, so is my wrath unveiled and revealed against all unrighteousness, all wrong buildings, all those who don't worship me, who worship another. My wrath is revealed against them. For in this I am a great God and a great God of salvation who wants all men to be saved. Hence my light shines. Hence my light shines for to raise men up to salvation, for to raise men up to me, for those who my light don't reach for those who don't turn to my light shall receive the wrath of my own villain of myself of myself says the spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Father we thank you. We praise your name. Praise God. Thank you Jesus. So so this the flesh um is um the flesh is important for the if you without flesh, it's not possible to, for men to emerge with eternal, with everlasting nature. It's not possible for men to emerge with everlasting nature, because you cannot, you can't, the way the soul of man has the soul formation is linked to the earth. The soul's formation. Is linked. God did not form the soul with the spirit. Do you agree with that? It didn't even the spirit was there, but when it, well, God did not form the soul with the spirit. God formed the soul with the as it was raising the body. The the breath was coming to the body to marry together, right? And then man became a living soul. And op- that word living, living, operating soul. Mm. Which, well, operating means he has an installation of a life, yeah. right? That installation only makes sense mm. when, it's in, when it's, it has gotten into the body. Mm. Praise God. It, so it's a living soul. Does that make sense to you? Yes, the, the way, like, it, let's say I have a CD now. I say that this is a computer program. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. What, is it, what, what can it do? Can, I, can a CD solve mathematics? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Praise God. You know, that what is in that CD can also be in my, in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the code I'm going to write tomorrow is in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just there. It's in my head. It's a program. It's a law. Something that's in my head. Mm-hmm. But it, it can't do anything mm-hmm. while it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Right? I have to write the code mm-hmm. and install it on a hardware. Yeah. Then I, it starts doing things. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, so, so... The soul is a creature. So if you remove the flesh, you cannot drive the soul. Mm. The, the purpose of, of, of the finished point where the soul is supposed to get to, mm-hmm. you cannot get there. Mm-hmm. 
Do you see that? So God cannot save men without flesh. When the flesh say that all flesh will see the glory of who? Of God. What a thing, eh? Flesh will see the glory. Because what makes flesh see glory? Because it has journeyed. There is a journey that flesh is supposed to take in God. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, so that nature, that nature of God, you now see by the time, the book of Revelation is interesting. Now, when you, the, the, from the beginning, after they write letters to the churches, they now begin to unveil the program mm. gradually. They, they unveil the program beginning from the seals. Mm-hmm. Right? When they unveil the seals into the trumpet. Mm. Are you seeing that? Mm. Into the trumpet. Those are all seasons of inheritance. They are unveilings of inheritance. The seals is about bringing souls to a point where they can begin inheritance. In the trumpet is when the, is the real actualization of, the, of inheritance. The first phase of inheritance begins. Then when you move into the thunders, now speak about also the, the, a greater inheritance for souls as well. Praise God. Which is the inheritance of the nature of God, of the life of God. Now, after that season, amen, amen. then you now, there are now some chapters. After you see the, the thunders be opened after, um, amen, amen, praise God, when the prophecy concerning the seventh angel came in chapter 10. Am I correct? Do you, am I correct? Then, was that where the seven thunders? Chapter 10? Do you see that? Yes, sir. Verse 4. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voice, I saw, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Praise God. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time, what? No longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God should be finished uh, as he had declared to his servants, the prophets. Praise God. Amen. That word, the mystery of God should be finished. It means God will begin to be exposed. Yes, yes, what that actually begins is that the, that's when the season of what the thunders are carrying yes, will begin to happen. Yes, How many of you believe that? Yes, that's when the season of what the thunders are what? Are carrying will, what? will begin to happen means after the sounding of the seventh. You know, it didn't happen here yet. The seventh angel actually sounded in chapter 11. Then after the seventh angel sounded, then at the end of chapter 11, verse 19, and the temple of God was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of the testament and there were lightnings, voices, thunderings, and earthquake and great hail. 
Praise God. And, and now, you see that season of the thundering. He's talking about the thundering is the, he's the, the, talking about the, the, you know, there were seven. It means there's also a, a journey. Seven <laughs> means journey and completion. Yes, journey and completion. Are you getting me? Yes, journey and what? And completion. But there are seven. Seven thunders. He's talking about it's a is a completion journey, mm. but not it's not fully eternal. Mm. The number of, of, of fullness of eternal life is not seven, it's twelve. Do you agree? Yes. Praise God. Mm. But that is talking about a, a is also a level of fulfillment. Mm. Praise God. Um, and that level of fulfillment is um, is beyond Christ. Mm. Beyond Christ, there is also a journey, mm. praise God, Hallelujah. that must occur. Mm. And you see, that journey is fulfilling the, the fulfillment of inheritance. Mm. Fulfillment of what? Inheritance. inheritance that a man should fulfill. The inheritance that a man should fulfill. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, when that is fulfilled, then after inheritance is complete, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. then the, the revelation of God can start, or the season of reward really opens up. After completion of inheritance. Do you get what I mean? The thunders pertain to the mystery of God. Mystery has to do with inheritance. Praise God. It's the realm of the mystery of God. Right? It has to do with... He said, shut up them up. Do not talk about them. The... Time is a, the realm of the mystery, and to every realm, he's talking about the knowledge behind the veil, yes. right? The knowledge in thick darkness mm. is also in is the knowledge of works mm. as well. Yes. Praise God! Is the knowledge of works that should be done as well, but they are hidden in thick darkness. Mm. Praise the Lord, yes, where the light, the illumination of it mm. is, uh, is according to lightning, mm. yes. right? Is a lightning the every revelation of God is a lightning revelation. Praise God. Which is the kind of revelation you have in that season. The season of the inheritance of God. Beyond the season of the inheritance of Christ. That level is a a different level of of understanding. Right? It can... If God God can be communicated, a soul that's not not ready for such communication can be in that vicinity, but you won't pick anything. Because of the the speed, the way the revelation goes... There, I mean, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There are Christ instructions, and there are God instructions. There are Christ commandments, and there are God commandments. They are not the same in terms of their their substance, what they are. A, a God commandment might be nothing to a, a person who is just in Christ. You might not even see that. Is that even a thing? Is that even... You, won't, you can't even... It doesn't even occur to you. Praise God. Because to be able to capture light, 
the heart must have gained so much speed to, to for 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 lightning to be your light, your revelation. You must have gained a lot of speed for it. Do you understand me? You must have gained what a lot of speed for it. Amen. So so that, that level of work for inheritance is a high level. It's high level of speaking, high level of hearing. It's high speed of hearkening. That's the realm of hearkening. Praise God. Amen. Not just hearing, hearkening. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, by, by that time, that's the time when the fulfillment of flesh must have been fully obtained by God. Flesh must have been fully what? Obtained. Flesh must have been finished. Flesh, the journey of flesh, instead of all flesh can do, must have. You know that by the time you have gotten to inheritance in God, or etern- what you call eternal inheritance, Am I correct? Which is, which is, praise God, a soul that has got into eternal inheritance is a soul that has done everything f- flesh can do. All they are waiting for is to be rewarded. Okay. It means they've done everything of all that is written to be done in the body. Right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All that is written in the volume of the book yes, to be done by flesh, they've done it. And all that's left is to be rewarded. That is the end of the journey. Of flesh. This flesh is not grass, so <laughs> you get me. I, that's why I took time to explain at the beginning. When you say all oh, flesh is grass, it's not this one. This is the one that's grass is the other one that marries sin. That's the one that's grass. We're talking about this one that God has taken back, has redeemed from all nations, and, and He has brought it back. He has become accurately and has now walked on. And has become a possessor of God. Of, of Christ first. And then of God. That kind of a flesh. Is not, they are not the same of the same kind of order. The least, picture, the, picture the kind of. Picture the level of instructions. That Jesus was having. At that season of the cross. Well, like when he was on the cross at that point, there was the level of instruction that he was getting at that time. That was an everlasting man on the cross. His judgment, what the things he was saying. Are you getting me? You, they, are, they are contrary to even just a Christ alone is not enough. Do you agree? Yes, sir. With that, <laughs> do you believe that? Yes, it was an everlasting, it's everlasting judgment mm. that was that was at work. Mm. The, uh, amen. amen. Do you believe that? Now, do you know that 
you might seem you see that instruction of Jesus that Jesus just dying on the cross, you know, whatever your not my will, Lord, but your will. You know, some somewhere you can feel that like maybe you're in that position. Or are you? <laughs> and there's a way you can look at that obedience and see it from the light of the word of righteousness mm-hmm. or the meat of the word yeah. and project you, you can do it. You can't do it it's not with that strength. Yeah. That obedience was an everlasting strength that fulfilled that obedience. And, and those obediences of his latter years, his latter, it would take an everlasting man to endure Judas Iscariot. Mm-hmm. It would take an everlasting man. To endure. That, was, that attitude of enduring Judas was an everlasting nature. Because nature, by that time, Judas had given himself fully to be used. Praise God. Judas was possessed by the devil. He had had yielded his faculties to Satan. The way the devil entered into the serpent in Genesis and was using him to speak, that's how he entered into... So it's not... Judas, it wasn't that his soul journeyed to perdition. Praise God. I don't believe it was that. I don't don't believe it was just that it was that his soul became became a lake material. I, I don't believe that his soul journeyed that far. But what I believe is that he gave himself over and then the devil entered into him for, for a purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the devil did something over time on him so that he can enter into him. The devil doesn't do that for everybody. He doesn't need to. Like he doesn't even want to because, <laughs> because when, he does, when the devil does that, the devil can expose himself. He has, he has no interest in exposing himself. If the devil does that to, to somebody now and then leaves, by the time the person comes to his senses, he has known the devil. That's why he killed himself. By the time, instead of his body, did the job and, and everything. Before he, when he came back to his mind, oh my God, I sold my Lord. What have I done? The, the devil has exposed himself to, to Judas. Praise the Lord. So that thing, it was almost like a possession. But it's not just possess it's not just possessing body, it's possessing of a soul. Such things can happen. Satan, why has Satan filled thy heart? That's what Jesus told him, right? Why has Satan filled thy heart? He filled his heart. That filling his heart is not that Satan has been teaching him and then he has grown into a nature fully. He's talking about it's almost a possession of his soul. But the devil has no interest in doing that. All the devil wants to do is to grow your soul into gradually, gradually until you come into alignment with his nature. But because of, to just do a quick work on Jesus, he saw the opportunity. So he said, I can use this man. And then he, he, he did all of those things. So, so you want to, I, I'm saying that to make you understand who Jesus was handling How many of you believe? How many of you believe? Do you believe that? Yes, do you sir. believe? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you know that when the, the devil tempted Jesus at first in the wilderness, 
and he left a way to come at an opportune time. Do you know he was in the form of Judas? He left him to come again. At right, is that how the Bible um, renders it? For a season to come back. What you won't see because they would not appear and talk. You you won't see how he came, but it was Judas. It was Judas. The handling of Judas was greater than the temptations in the wilderness. The the temptations in the wilderness is the temptation that you to a Christ, to a Christ stature. Is a temptation of worldliness, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You can deduce those temptations to those, to those, those things. That's the world. That's when Jesus was tempted with the world to prove that he has overcome the world. Do you agree that, with that? Now, after overcoming the world, you have to overcome the devil. The devil then came to him in the form of a man and was living with him. Every day. When he's sleeping, he's there. He's looking at him. When he's eating, he's there. He's brushing his mouth in the morning, he's there. He's the one who will greet him. Good morning, Lord, Master. Hope you slept well. That was him. And Jesus was... So, so you see, that was the when he proved the everlasting strength. Sorry, you have a question? Okay. Yes. Praise God. So, I know those who didn't hear her question, she said, What would Jesus, if let's say, assume he fell, he failed at Judas' temptation, what would that Judas' temptation have looked like? Now, to try, give you an insight, practical insight, maybe to cite a little bit of what, what is the, what is your most, what is your most, your rawest reaction when someone you trust fully betrays you? What Judas did to Jesus is what Satan did to God. Now, are they different? It's the same thing now. It's a temptation. It's the greatest temptation. You want to get God to do something that is, violates his life. That was why Jesus was, that's why Judas was there every day. The temptation wasn't just that final act of selling him. He was being with him every day at what he was doing 
with him. Have I not chosen you and one of you is a devil? <laughs> Jesus knew him, that temptation. Everything. There's something about that. What are, what's the, the reaction? It is the, is it, you sin against the everlasting nature. The everlasting nature is the nature that does not break. The nature you can never weary. The, the nature that you can't expire. The nature that... <laughs> the, the nature that can never be offended. You can... It's an offendable nature. There's something about that. It's an everlasting nature. You get what I'm saying? Imagine, do you know that every single day Jesus wakes up and sees Judas? Do you know that he he deals with the raw feeling of betrayal because he knows what he is up to? Do you know what that can do to a person? Do you know what it can do to a man? <laughs> you, when that thing, let that thing, that thing, this is that closed person, that can undo the most, the most nicest person. Take the most nice person, when you steal his thing, it doesn't matter, you do that, it doesn't matter, but that one, that. That is the greatest offense that you can do to a man. <laughs> you get that? That any man who doesn't react, with that one, he will react. He will. He, the, when Jesus was selling him, it was the devil who was doing that. The devil was, he was playing a bargain. You know his nature. Look at what he said about uh, Job. So we know ashes to ashes, dust to dust. A man would do anything to save him. Now, when you, say, when you see that thing, when the Bible says that if the prince of this world had known, they wouldn't have crucified him. That, see, he's not saying that the devil did not know that God planned to use Jesus to save the world. That's not it. The devil knew that. He knows enough to know what God was doing. Are you getting me? But he was banking that at some point, Jesus will break. Wow. Are you getting it? It's not that he was just, uh, was, he didn't have any, how, he knows now. He's a, the devil is a high spirit. He can see things. He knows. As when Jesus was on there, he knew what Jesus was up to when Jesus was on the earth. On his, towards his journey to the cross, he knew Jesus, what Jesus was up to. When Jesus was preaching at this, this, this um, temple, I would tear it down and all that. The disciples, they might not have known what he was talking about, but Satan is a spirit. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what Jesus came for. He knows. It wasn't that he didn't know. When he say, if they had known, they would not have done it. He's not saying if they were aware of it. He's saying if they had known the strength, if they knew that, that everlasting nature, what it is, that he can stay the cause until his life expires. Even at the last point on the cross, they were still trying to. Yes, Two people on the cross, Satan possessed the other one on the other side. <laughs> to start. <laughs> I'm sure by that time, Judas must have died, maybe. So he, maybe Satan entered the other guy on the right hand. So when he went to the cross, Satan followed him to the cross too. I was still talking to him. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was banking on. He was, the devil was banking on breaking him. 
that he will that that everlasting strength will give way. But he didn't know that. No, it won't. It won't. Are you seeing Satan what he is doing? He's the, he's the breaker of men. That's what, that is his boast to God. Yeah. Bring any man, I can break him. I can, <laughs> I can handle him. I know what to do to him. I know, what to, to, I know who to send to him. Amen. So, so are you getting an idea of what, when you say everlasting nature, what they're talking about? The, kind, the nature, how, how saved, some of us can't even endure just little... You know, it's not even betray. Some of us, they didn't even betray you. Yeah. Some of you, there are people that you're angry with. Yeah. If I really ask you, what did they really do to you? Okay, let's talk about this thing. What did they actually do to you? Yeah. Yeah. I was telling my wife recently that, that someone can be keeping malice or with somebody as if the level of the malice. <laughs> right? When you see the level of the the level of the malice, you would think that that the person killed their child. That that's the only maybe the level of pain, the reaction. But when you, if you really see that, okay, what did they really do to you? <laughs> Praise God. Then imagine such a story. You say you want to now. May the devil not try you. May the devil not try you beforehand. <laughs> you see, a soul that can't just bear. You know? <laughs> so, 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 you can't even just bear your brother, your brethren. Maybe just the way they talk. I don't like it. <laughs> and then before, you know what I mean? Just the way they talk, that like you don't like, you are helpless towards it. You can start carrying your face, start behaving anyhow. Just why? They didn't, they didn't really offend you. Maybe it's how they even look, or just some, just some nonsense thing, whatsoever. Or maybe how they think you don't like it. Because of that, you are, you are helpless. May the devil not come before time. He will break you and and chew you and <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So so this is what so Christ you have to subject yourself to Christ to deal with some of those things. At the peak of Christ learning is that your your brethren thing, how to bear men. And are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So you see what Jesus used flesh for. Right? So those who, you see those disciples who were even closest to him, may not have even seen what he was doing. The fact that they couldn't discern among themselves who it was, means Jesus was not reacting wrongly towards Judas. He was was too everlasting. And it was that he would break bread with them and all of that. Are you, seeing, are you seeing the kind of things that you are supposed to use flesh for? Yeah. What your flesh is meant for? Yeah. You see why Jesus came in flesh, eh? Mm-hmm. He, so there have to be a, a man that Judas can betray. That they can walk on and produce everlasting strength in him. That can withstand the 
the, the nature of the devil. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So you see in the book of Revelation, right? You saw then between chapter chapter after chapter ten and chapter eleven came. Praise God. Chapter 11, at that point, the, the, te- the temple was open in heaven. Then it showed chapter 12. Mm-hmm. See, chapter 11, then chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Chapter 11, chapter 12, mm-hmm. they are the books of overcoming. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the overcoming, which is the victory of the everlasting nature, mm-hmm. right? which is the overcoming. Chapter 12, then, and then chapter, also chapter 13, is also a book, those three books. Um, sorry, chapter 11, then chapter 12, then chapter 13. They are books of the, of the final warfare, if I can put it that way, in a sense. Right? That final warfare is, you know, in warfare there is victory, there is also spoil of the, uh, praise God. Then chapter 14 is the first time you see the outcome of the that was when they showed the array of souls, right? Chapter 14 is, is a, the parading of the outcome of flesh that was subjected to God. They are the fruits of the earth in chapter 14. They, that's where they, they, they show the picture of the what? The fruit. Those who earth has produced, you saw them standing upon elevation from the earth, right? With the lamb as well. The lamb is also like them. They are the same. Am I correct? They are pro- so. You see, who are these? Verse chapter fourteen, right? Verse fourteen. Praise God. Chapter fourteen, verse verse four. Sorry. It says that these are they which were not defied with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruit unto what? God. And what? To the Lamb. Praise God. And in their mouth was found no guy, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. To preach unto them that what dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. There's a way they write Revelation. You have to know that. How? Why would this emergence of these guys unlock the everlasting gospel? It means they are overcomers of the everlasting realm. You see the same theme right after the, the man child came, then it unlocks season for the remnant of the of the seed. To be ministered to. You see the same pattern. Chapter 7, the same pattern. After 
the twelve the tribes were sealed. Yeah. And I saw the great multitude yeah. after. Is it, they are showing. When is this one, because of the victory of this set, it unlocks dealings. The, the dealings for the next people to come into. So it means that these guys here were the product of the everlasting gospel. That's why their emergence cost about the authorization of the everlasting gospel to be preached upon the earth. Right, so these are everlasting men. They have, got, they have gained the inheritance, the everlasting inheritance. Am, am I correct? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the... This season, sorry, I have a question. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They are, in a way, they are. But the man child, when they showed the man child company, they also included the the reward. They are caught up. Them being caught up to the throne. Do you get that? Uh-huh. So, but this whole chapter 14, it also shows, if you go down here, you will see when they talk about the reaping of the, of the, of the, praise God. Okay, let me describe, the, we can't just be reading all these things, otherwise it won't go, so we have to try and just describe them, and for you to read in your own time when you get home. Praise God. So, this chapter 14 is talking about something, it's talking about the fulfillment of, in, of inheritance, in God, right, which now ushers in another season, which is a season of reward. Do you get that? Well, season of reward is also season of something, too. It's also the season of judgment. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's also the season of the judgment of those who are enemies of God, who are sworn enemies. So it's also the time of the unveiling of judgment because reward season is also a time of eternal judgment as well. Praise God. So you see in verse 7, saying with a loud voice, right? So he redeemed them from every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. That's verse 6. Verse 7, saying with a loud voice, fear not, fear God, sorry, and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Then verse 8, and they followed another angel saying, Babylon is falling, is falling. The great city because she made all nations of the drink of the wine of the wrath of what? Her fornication. And the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, then that same man shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence, and in the presence of what? The lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Okay. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that that thing they call the wrath of God? Yeah. That wrath season is all, what will make that open up that season is when saints, companies of saints 
get into a time, a season of everlasting inheritance, when they come into everlasting nature. Mm. Praise the Lord. Amen. Which is the time of eternal inheritance. Yes, and the, what they do is they unlock the reward of God. Mm. That reward, right? Yes, you know what? When they say, when God is coming with reward, though, it's not only for everlasting people. You know, it's it's a, to every man, yes. according as his work shall be. Yes. What kind of work is in you will determine what kind of reward you are getting. Yes. Do you know the eternal fire is also a reward? Do you get that? It's also a reward. It's a reward for the nature of perdition, the inheritance of destruction. Yes. You will gain that as a reward. Yes. You get that? So this work... The, this work is coming to reward these people, this one for the, sorry, these people, one for the 4,000, mm-hmm. or praise God, mm-hmm. this everlasting man. But it's, they are, those guys, the season of judgment is also remembering, remember chapter 13? Uh-huh. You know this thing was one book, eh? Mm-hmm. But later Holy Ghost brought wisdom to divide them into chapters. It's still Holy Ghost who later came to divide them. But they were originally written into just as a letter uh-huh. so now i want to cite this revelation see it as one letter that was just going like that it means the conversations are just flowing mm-hmm. praise god mm-hmm. so one thing is flowing into the next day eh? so this chapter 13 see how it ended it ended with men who have gotten the everlasting nature of destruction who are awaiting the reward of destruction that's what the number of, the, of his name or the name of the beast is. This number is a number of souls that are ready. So you now see in chapter 14, praise God, Amen. when they now begin to receive the reward for their nature. They are describing the reward for their nature in chapter 14. And in that same season, you see he, he will also reap the, um, the earth. Praise God. Praise God. Let's see on verse 15. Let's go down. Oh, thank you, Father. There's there's just so much, man, but time is fighting with my heart. Praise God. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, verse verse 13, saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may, what? rest from their labors and and their works do follow them. Now, this dead which died a lot from henceforth is not the people, it's not the martyrs you saw in the seals or, or at the altar before. Those are not different. Those are martyrs at that level. Praise God. They are martyrs at that level or leading up to that level. Matters mean people who are killed, right, who die physically for the cause of <coughs> Christ, right? They arrive at that place. Praise God. Yeah. Now, their level, there's another level of matters which you see, which is this when it says from henceforth, it's another level of matters. Now, those who die at this point, praise God, yeah. these are the ones that will partake in the millennial reign. Many of some of these guys are guys who are killed by this in the season of the false prophets. There will be season of martyrs at that time, too. Do you believe that? 
season of, of, of martyrs at that time, men who will not, who will not agree to receive his what? His name. They won't receive his name. They won't receive his mark. No matter what happens, right? Even in the season of the false prophet. Do you agree with that? <laughs> there will be souls like, there will be men like that too. God have mercy. Okay, let's, let's go a little bit deeper into this. I don't want to just rush it. Amen. Am I allowed to do that? Okay. Verse Verse 15 of chapter 13. <clears throat> do you see that? Yes, sir. It says, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Right now, this killing is not that is not dying to the flesh or anything like that. This is talking about killing him, killing people, and so and, and it's very clear from this chapter that this killing is not talking about second death or Satan killing you, right? Because those who are killed are those who refuse to worship that image. So it's talking about a physical killing of people, right? So at this season, the devil will begin to do such things because. It's a season when the nature of blasphemy, the beastly nature, has begun to manifest more outwardly. That's the, what the false prophet will, be, will do. It will arise out of the earth. It means it will have a more outward um, operation, which will occur. So you will see that there will be souls who will... Who will, at this time, who will hold onto Christ, onto God, sorry. And because of that, they will be killed physically. That will occur. I mean, if you believe me. I know some of us don't like that part of it. Many of us like that aspect. Before, back in the day, some people used to be anxious to go and to die for Jesus. I don't know why. What's happening to, to this age and time? <laughs> Why are Christians changing? They don't want to die anymore. <laughs> Praise God. But yeah, but that will happen. Jesus also made mention of that too. In, uh, in Matthew 14, 24, let's see. Um, This is Matthew 24. Jesus was speaking about his coming, eh? Yes. <laughs> so in, in this 24, he described the season. Most of the, the season that Jesus described here, a lot, he described a lot of the season of the false prophets. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
in Christus Stefano. Verse 9 says it. Right? It says, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Right? And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And for nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And all those are the beginning of what? Sorrows. Then it now says, then, praise God, after the beginning of sorrows, then there will now be another season that will start. See, then, then they will deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for what? My name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive what? Many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So you see the arising of this, what, these false prophets um, is the season of this arising, the same nature of that second beast. You know that second beast is the false prophet, do you agree? Right? So, what do you say? Yes, it's a, so he has an inward dragon nature, but he's speaking like a lamb, like, prophetically now. Now, what the scripture also actually literally refers to him as that. In the book of chapter 19, when he was cast into the lake of fire, they didn't, they didn't say the first beast and the second beast. Right, they said the beast and the let's read it. Chapter 19. Praise God. Chapter 19, verse verse 20. Am I correct? It says, And the beast was taken, right? And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast in, alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. You see that? So here he calls the first beast the beast, because that's the real beast. Yeah. Right? The other one is the one that's exercising the power of the first beast. You see that? So he's the beast, and he has a false prophet. Whenever you hear the word prophet, of, when it has to do with operations here, they usually have a, they have a wearing of the earth. They have a wearing. They have a wearing. Prophets are those who are, who are walking it. They are doing it. Yeah. Praise God. They, they, are, they are manifest. Anybody who is not manifest is a priest that is hidden. Yeah. You, know, you never hear of a prophet that is hidden. You are not, if you are still hidden, you are not a prophet yet. You, have not, you are not moving to prophetic office. Prophetic office is not a hidden office. Yeah. When Samuel was in his priestly office, mainly, only, he was hidden in the temple with Eli. Yeah. No one knew about him. He was there. He was mainly, so priesthood is hidden. But when you take that thing that's in the priesthood and a man inherits it and takes it out, mm. and then like Samuel did, and began to move in the nation, mm. walking around the nation, right? That will move, that's a prophetic office. Mm. So a prophet is, he has what the priest has, mm. but he's carrying it to the people. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he, a prophet is more manifested. He brings about the exercise of the, of a, a prophet Brings about the exercise of what, of the of the of the covenant, or the testimony, praise God that the witness that the priesthood is carrying. Does that make sense? Yes, so, sir. that's the same thing with this first prophet. I think this also in chapter 
20, when the beast was cast in, they also made reference, reference to, to him. Eh? In verse, verse 10, it says, when the devil was cast, I uh, see, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the, the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So you see that when you say false prophet, that nature, if you can't capture all those things that were described in chapter 13 about that second beast, mm-hmm. that's the explanation of, of the false prophetic nature. Mm-hmm. The false prophet, he makes men worship. Mm-hmm. You can a prophet. You go to where men are hiding, where they are, and you can make them begin to worship. What a priest will not do. The priest can only relate with comers. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. The priest relate. He waits for comers. If you, anybody that does not come, a priest will never see them. Mm-hmm. So by nature, priest deals with people who lead. Um, sorry, relates with those who already have an interest. An independent interest in the covenant. Mm. So, and they've come voluntarily. They travel and they came. Mm. That's, one, that's what a priest is. So, a priest is hidden. You have to go and find him, the priest where he is. Yeah. And, you, and you meet him. Amen. But the prophetic, um, prophetic office is a different office. Mm. The prophet can go to you under the rock where you're hiding. And he's bringing what you're hiding from to you. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> and he has something that he, he has a mouth to make you just suddenly realize that yeah. you need something that you never thought existed yeah. before because of yeah. the preaching capacity yeah. of the prophet. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, the priest is a teacher. The prophet is a preacher. Yes. They are not the same. They are, there's a difference between the, the, the prophet yeah. and, a, and a priest. Praise God. A teacher is just teaching. He doesn't care if you're... In fact, if you are not interested, he doesn't want to see you there. He just go away. If you're not, just, this is for commerce, those who are interested mm. in it. That's a priest. Amen. Mm. Then he begins to release the knowledge that his mouth is keeping. But a prophet is a different ball game entirely. Mm. A prophet has the ability to fight with wheels of men. Mm. He has the ability to bring about appeal to make men change their disposition. Mm. And that's the power of preaching, right? Preaching is not just about the giving of knowledge, which is what the priest carries. He's graced with the giving of knowledge. But the prophet is different. He has the power to convince. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has the word, the power to convince by the virtue of preaching. That's the, are you getting what I'm saying? Prophetic nature. Thank God for the prophetic nature. I wonder if you agree. (laughs) Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Thank God for the prophetic nature. Mm. We're going to see it more and more. How many of you know that is the, the prophetic nature that, swall- that will swallow up all the works of the devil? Mm. The works of the... You see, this, yeah. the, what, what he will begin to do, there are, some, there are some souls that he will spoil to a level mm. until they, hit the, they come in contact with the divine prophetic, mm. the true prophetic, which will happen. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? There will be a time when the, the everlasting gospel will be, will be released upon the earth. And there will be license given to preach. So the, the license was given. Amen. In that chapter 14. How many of you believe that? Praise the Lord. He says, verse 6, Revelation 14, verse 6. He says, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, not to teach, to preach unto them that dwell what on the earth to every nation, and kindred, 
and tongue and what people saying. That's the message. This is the message of the everlasting gospel. He's also preaching with a loud voice, saying, Fear God and give glory to Him. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, so you are seeing the everlasting gospel takes about, takes, speaks about your present, um, um, amen. The requirement of the everlasting gospel is to create the fear of God, mm-hmm. not the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's higher. Mm-hmm. Talking about the fear of God, praise the Lord, mm-hmm. and to give glory to Him. Mm-hmm. And then He speaks about the next thing to come, which is the realm of judgment mm-hmm. or the season of judgment, which is to come. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. How, how many of us are excited about this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that the preaching of the everlasting gospel has started? Do you know know that? (laughs) The preaching of the everlasting gospel. Something should make you afraid of. To me, I feel like for this to be being preached, it means that there are some guys have gone into some things. I'll be honest with you. Some men have gone gone far that you might not know about. So that's why I don't be comparing, you know, don't think that everybody on the earth is like you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody on the earth is like you. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So we have to be, be faithful. Because for, for the everlasting gospel to begin to be opened up, it means that something has happened in heaven. Something has happened in heaven. Praise the Lord. It means that the earth has produced something for these two. Because you can't break the scripture. This is the scripture. This is the condition for the everlasting gospel to to open. Praise God. Amen. So it it will be preached, eh? You know it's powerful. This everlasting gospel. It's powerful. It's It's able to swallow up the works of destruction. You see, you see so where destruction has almost gotten close to the everlasting gospel can undo it. Praise the Lord. And of course, the the main purpose of that gospel is to push man into everlasting everlasting life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. There's a lot in this Matthew 24. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's. So in chapter 14, let's go back to Revelation. The season of his coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You know, Matthew chapter 24, 25. 24, 25. There are two classic chapters of Jesus. So, uh, Jesus was, he, he used many, many, he, he spent time to teach about the time of his coming. The season of it, but not coming as Christ, mm-hmm. coming as God. 
he will come to the, he's coming, when he's coming to the earth as a god, right? Which will happen at some point physically, but, but mainly we're not reading about that. We are, we are looking about the soul lessons that we ought to learn for that coming to happen mm-hmm. within our souls. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what they ask him in verse 24. He said, when shall these things be and what shall be the signs of your, of your coming? Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, he said many things. Yeah. And then finally, when he said that the sign of his coming, he said that it will be when you shall see. Let's see. Sorry. Praise. I hope it's okay. We're going back and forth, back yes, and sir. forth. That's, that's just the way the Bible is. You have to... Praise God. Hallelujah. In verse 29, it says, Praise God. Let's, let's see from verse 27. It says, As the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will be the eagles be gathered together. For immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. And the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with what power and great glory. Praise the Lord. And he goes on, he says a lot about his coming here. Even chapter twenty five too is actually a you know, when he spoke about the virgins, am I correct? Yes, you know, the virgins is also a story about his coming. Yes, am I about the coming of the bridegroom? Yeah. You get? After the virgins, he spoke about the talents, the yes, same sir. chapter. Yes, the, it was also about his coming, too. Yeah. <laughs> am I correct? Yeah. About the, who he, the gave talents, and then he, yeah. when he came back yeah. and began to ask, what did you do with it? Yeah. So Jesus was just teaching the same thing with different kind of through different ways. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, you see, that, that talent one is a very interesting thing. <laughs> he, gave, he gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. The five, one they gave five made it ten. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then when he, he, when he gave him, he said, he said well done, my good, good and faithful servant. He said, enter into the joy of the Lord. Same thing with the guy that that he gave to. Then the guy that he gave one, he said, no, I know that that had a wicked man. He wanted to reap where he did not sow. So he said he buried it. Yeah. Where did he bury it? In the earth. Praise God. And instead, <laughs> praise God. Then instead of, he went to bury the talent. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then he brought it out and gave it to him. Say, look at what you have, you gave to me. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus said something. He said, to him that has, will more be. And you asked me, what's the meaning of that? To him that have what? Will much be, be given. Praise God. That's the law. Praise to, to him that had. That's actu- that actually means to him that had. Him that had will more be given. That word had means he to have means you received it. Mm-hmm. Right. You received it. Mm-hmm. To receive something doesn't just mean to collect it. Right? The one that had one did not receive it. Mm-hmm. He went to go and keep it in one place. It was not in his hand. He didn't use it. That word heart means you are using it. That's what the, f- the first two did. They didn't keep it. They used it. 
So he that really has something is him that is walking with it. It's the walk. Are you getting? They walked with it. The first one did not walk. So that word heart, either heart, something is talking about by the talent that he's talking about, the release of grace, mm. the, the, the giving of grace, divine provision of grace. Mm. Praise God, that was given. Mm. Do you agree? Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, so sometimes you will... You don't. We, we have an, an attitude where we can't recognize what is being given to us, right? Where, where you say, "Well, this is just this is not that much. What is this? This seems insignificant." So you don't do anything with it. That's the attitude. It means you're not the attitude of a worker. It means that you won't. You won't, you can despise little things, and that's the the way God gives. He gives things like that. Are you getting me? Praise God. The one who they gave five is because he can handle five. If you know God's nature, you know that he didn't start handling five in one day. Maybe he started with one. Then he could get to two. Are you getting me? Those these are progressions. He started with one, he could get to two. Because he could handle two, he cannot handle five. It means that are you getting what I'm saying? So his ability, he's a worker. He became more, more profitable and faithful with working. Amen. But someone who doesn't have the heart of a worker, you will never go past. You're looking for a big thing. But God doesn't work that way. God starts it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, maybe some of us, we want to be so, ah, you know, so much grace. Grace is everywhere. You know what I mean? That. When the when someone greets you, grace, you know, just <laughs> praise God. They say, hey, now God is good to me. I believe, uh, you know what I mean. But little, little, you, you ignore little, the little graces that are coming. You know that no man receives mighty grace at once. When you see a person operating in a great level of grace. Nobody operating in, starts operating in grace at a great level. It's not possible. It means that they must have begun to smell tiny, tiny grace, and they 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 loved it. They valued it more than everything. This tiny grace they had, they used it well. They used it well, and they walked with it and produced fruit. And then more grace was added to them. That's how men receive grace. Are you getting what I'm saying? What is grace? Grace is the energy for work. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, ah, you don't understand me. Yes, you get what I'm saying? Yes, Some of us have the image of obedient, obeying Christ, obeying God as when you are doing big, grand things. Yeah. That you can tell one mighty story. Ah, this thing happened and then when you tell this, you say, hey, wow, what a grace. What a grace. You like all those kind of things. <laughs> are you getting me? But just the little life, the way you are living with your, your housemate, your roommate, all those little, little things about life. You don't, you're not seeing grace in that area. You don't, you don't feel. You, you can't value the, the operating in grace with little things. Ah, you, you guys don't know what I'm saying. I don't believe you guys know what I'm saying. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't handle little things, just little. God can just tell you, send you just one, one brother, one sister, just take care of this person. That's all. Maybe in your mind you have a big, mighty, giant idea in your mind of walking with God, walking, you know? Maybe they bring the whole, God bring the whole nation of Canada. Hey, bear them. <laughs> Say, walk in love towards the nation. Say, hell, this is a great walk. No. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just the little people you come in contact with, how you treat people. Some people, some of us treat people badly. You know, you know when you, when the the light is not on you, you don't value people. You don't mm. you don't take care. You don't take care of how how is you know mm. how, how how is someone feeling? How those little things? Mm. That's it's in those little things. That's where you learn spirit. That's how you learn grace. That's how you learn all, all of these things we are seeing. We are talk, we are speaking about. It's in those little little opportunities. That's how you learn them. Praise God. Well, some of us want grand things, big things. That's not the way it works. Mm. We are, we, when you are, have that kind of mind, you will be failing. See this, this story of the talent? That's the one that you are failing. Here, yeah, because you are not using... Because for every little opportunity they give you to obey, means a little measure of grace has been given to you. For little, little things. Little obedience here, little things there. You are, you are given a little thing to do. You do it well. You appreciate that as an opportunity and, and, and use value all those little things. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how, that's how someone increases from there. From one talent, they, they can trust you with two talents. From two with five. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So these are the culture. Jesus was just teaching things about his coming, right? Mm. That that is second coming is the time of his reward. Mm. But he said, "But my works are before me. My reward is with me. My works are before me. That is my works. Is his works? He should see in you. Mm-hmm. Like this, when his master came back, his reward is what he said to them. Enter into the joy. That the joy of your Lord is the reward. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the, the, ta- the work is what they did with the talent mm-hmm. with that he gave unto them. Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you. We give you are, are we, is, this make, is this good? Yes, is this good? Okay. How many of us are ready to walk? <laughs> if God gives you one talent, are you ready to work with only one? I mean only one, not many. One, just one little. You're ready to work with that. That's the heart. That's the heart God is looking for. That's the heart God is looking for. See, most people who end up doing, being, gaining a level of trust with God, in terms of they can, they, God can now give them more responsibility spiritually. Check it. They don't start, it doesn't start, like many of them started when when they were just being faithful, they felt they were doing nothing. Mm. 
when everybody was doing or going about their life, they were paying attention to things that seem that you should not pay attention to. You get what I'm saying? It's the eye for the those who that the same thing as when they say do not despise the days of little beginnings. Talking about when things that people don't pay attention to, you can see the need to pay attention to that. That soul, such a soul, is a candidate for multiplication of grace, for increase of grace. And that's how the Lord wants all of us to be, praise God. It's the world that makes you that wants to make everything big, 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 big at once. God does not pray that way. You are supposed to grow in grace yes. and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. It's good. You start from little and the Lord begins to add to you and add grace to you. But is it grace? What are you looking for? Grace, spirit, anointing? Are you getting me? All of those things can increase, but it depends on how well you do with the little which God has, which God has given. Father, we thank you. Praise God. You know, Jesus was a master at this. You get what I mean? If, if Jesus was not of this heart, of this mind, this is part of the mind of Christ, the arrangement that he wrote for him, he wouldn't have liked it. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Imagine when Jesus opened the book, you know, they say, the father says, my son, it's time to go to the earth. Ah, he's excited. Wow, this earth, let's go and check out what's going to happen there. I said, okay, so what part of the earth are we going to? Uh, he would say, oh, there's a little town... Uh, Around uh, <coughs> praise God. So, so I, I want me to walk on the earth to, to do your work and all that, and no problem. To, you know, to be, be with men, to share of your love and all that. Father would say, Yeah, that's true. He said, where, where will this happen? So, there's a little town called Nazareth. When the Father even brings the map and checks, he said, there's, no, there's no town called Nazareth in this map. The father will say, Don't worry. It's, it's just a bit little. The map does not really show it, but it's there. <laughs> Praise God. Then he asks, Okay, so who will be my dad? You know, the, who will be my father? Well. <laughs> are, you, are you seeing? So was, wait, wait, God will ask you again, wait, who again, do you know who I am? I'm your son, who? So you know when I'm going there, I'll be representing you. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Yes. That's the, so, imagine the scene, how God set up everything. Even this, if, they, if they told Jesus maybe the story of how he will be born, how they want to kill him, how... They will have to carry him and run away, everything. I, how he will be in the manger with animals, all of those things. <laughs> I, there's nothing about that picture at all that sounds like the Savior of the world. Do you agree? There's nothing about the feeling of it, the story of it, that sounds like... And that's the way some of these things are. When you're talking about pleasing God... Pleasing God. God. Not men. Pleasing God. It does not appear the way grand things in the earth appear. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And, and Satan makes, makes war based on that thing. He, he can fight hearts with it. He can fight hearts. And how do you fight your heart? You tell, oh, this, 
you will downplay the significance of the little secret things you are doing every day. Make them seem as nothing because they don't feel big and grand and mighty. Are you, are you seeing that? But we have to be wiser than that. Amen. Amen. And the Lord will give us wisdom and Amen. grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Um, so, so you see in... Let's go back to that revelation. Oh, time. Because of time, let's just see. Um, amen. Amen. So, so the book, you see that towards the end now, by chapter 14, it's talking about the reaping out of the earth, right? Then after chapter 14, the next chapter is where the season of judgments begin. From chapter 15. Praise God. From chapter 15, that's when what? The season of judgment begin. It manifested as the plagues. The plagues are <laughs> the plagues are from the realm of judgment. So when this one forty four thousand emerge, they open up another way of dealing. Amen. Amen. Because when you check the earth, of course, God still wants to save. So, and he will do everything to save. Now, the play, these plagues are the final preparation before the, before the, the lake of fire. This is the last, last, last chance that God is giving to the earth. Mm. Mm. And it's coming from the realm of judgment directly. That any soul who survives this plague and they are still wicked, that's the end. There's nothing. So the purpose of the plague is to expose and to make the earth ready for the what? For the judgment. See all these things that they they wrote in chapter chapter 14, right? Yeah. See that the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Verse 10, chapter 14, verse 10, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone. Are you seeing that in the presence of the holy angels? Amen. <laughs> so if you read the whole of chapter, if you read, if you read that chapter 14, Amen. And um, chapter 15, sorry. Fifteen, praise God. Sixteen. Sixteen is where they really opened up the plagues, eh? The, the plague tampered with all the different aspects, eh? Where... After the first plague, there was there were sores, verse two, upon men who had the mark of the beast, 
and those which worshipped what? The image. The second one. Living soul died in the sea. The third one was poured upon the rivers. They became blood. Right? Verse 5, I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O God, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Praise God. And I heard another out of the earth say, Even so, Lord Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured his vial upon the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with what? With fire. Praise God. Uh, So we continue. Let's see verse 10. The fifth angel poured out his vial upon the city of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. Are you seeing the realm of that they are judging? Praise God. So this is judgment for the wrath of God for souls that have tasted destruction. And God must fulfill this. He must bring, unveil this final standard, the, the level of judgment that can judge a soul that has the, the knowledge of destruction is a high judgment. Praise the Lord. It must come from the eternal realm. Amen. Amen. Now, so, he poured upon the beast and all that. And you see, when he poured it on these guys, verse 11, and they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores mm. and repented not of their deeds. Mm. <laughs> Are you seeing that? And, and then the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the king of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frog come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, walking miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So, as he was pouring this thing, these people who have tasted destruction, are you getting what I'm saying? Judgment will quicken them more. Right? So, instead of repenting, they began to get angry. What do you mean? Do you know who we are? And they began to gather them and say, okay, it's time. We are going to fight against you. The war that eventually happened in chapter 19 is this when it started. This when they began to <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse 17 says, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there were a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was what? Exceedingly great. Praise God. Then in chapter 17, now saw another revelation. This was the revelation of the world 
and revelation of the beast together in that same chapter. But this is a different kind of revelation now. This is a revelation for judgment. It's different. You know, they've been revealing the world already many times, even in this book. But in this revelation, it's about it's how God sees the revelation, sees the world, and which is the woman, which is upon the beast. Praise God. With, but he sees them with the eyes of judgment. Praise God. So you see chapter 17, it says, And there came out one of the seven angels, which had seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore that seated upon what? Many, many, many waters. And so he goes on and on and on. Then chapter 8 spoke about the judgment, right? He cried mightily, verse 2, praise God. Voice in Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every word, unclean and hateful bed. And he goes on and on and speaks about, about Babylon, praise God. Hallelujah. Then chapter 19 speaks about the marriage of, uh, of the Lamb. Amen. Uh, the marriage of the Lamb that culminates after marriage that will now result in that war when the armies of God or Christ himself will come with the armies of heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And so this was the ultimate end. What will bring about the ultimate destruction of the beast and the false prophet. First, before the beast and the false prophet were taken to the lake of fire, you saw all of those armies which they had raised from the corners of the earth, which were men who have been destroyed already, who are so convinced that they can win Jesus. Praise God. And so a great battle, praise God, happened here that culminated in the beast and the false prophet being cast into the lake of fire, verse 20. Praise the Lord. Um, then, sorry, verse, yeah, verse 20. Praise God. And then chapter 20 from verse 1. Now saw the, the dragon, right? They took the dragon and bound him for a time. Praise God. For the reign of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, see, let's read that verse chapter 20. I want to see some things there before we go. It's almost 10. See, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment were given unto him. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So this thousand year reign, so who did they who did they say lived and reigned with him? The beast, right? 
So these are not the matters you saw. So it's not every Christian who is born again and who dies that will reign with Christ. Nobody will reign with Christ who doesn't have everlasting life. Right? And who doesn't and who hasn't received eternal life? Yeah, nobody. It's not just every Christian who was born again who will reign with Christ. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. So, so the reign is Christ and who now? Who who are, who are going to reign here? Praise God. Hmm. Praise God. Say it again. Thrones and... So you see it to be Christ and those who were raised, who were martyrs of that time, but not just them. It's every single person who he got married to. There are three. There's Christ, and then two classes of people here. All right. Now, if you remove this chapter twenty, it's just one letter. In this chapter twenty, verse four, it says, "I saw thrones, and they sat." Who is they? Right. And judgment was given to them. The right. Those who are caught up with him. Right. Those people are the armies of heaven. Amen. Verse nineteen. The same the same people who were with him in verse nineteen. Right. 19 verse 11, it says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, and behold a white horse, and he sat upon, he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and is in righteousness he does judge and make war. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture deep in blood, and his name is called, what? The Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven, these are the armies which were in heaven, they followed him upon white horses, clothed in linen, in fine linen, white and clean. Are you seeing that? So those are the people who are with him, who follow him. They are the ones who, when he saw thrones and they sat upon him, upon them. It's the same people. Praise God. So you, you now see they, they separate these guys and martyrs to the, the way they did it last time. They are added martyrs to them. So because there is something that martyrdom under certain season is equal to something. To be a martyr is not just a will. You're talking about those who are, it's a proof of something. 
is that so for those martyrs, if you had left them, no, and not killed them, they would have ended up living out fully that thing. But the martyrdom cut it short. But the fact that they are willing to to pay the higher price for that thing is equal to this. Yes, the surrendering of is also the same thing. It's also the surrendering of their body of the body. So they they put them together with those who got the chance to live it out fully. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now this martyrdom is not shortcut to you know. It's not that. Ah, let me just. No, it's not that. Is that there's something? It's for you to. If you just do it anyhow, it's not your time to die. You go and die before time. You will not count as in when they type the. the they do a search in heaven of matters of that. Your your name will not be there. <laughs> so this, so this is not. It is not giving us your body to be born thing. Ah. This is another kind of. You get know what I'm saying? Yes, they they really like. It's not. They, they didn't. They didn't want to die to make a statement. Yeah. They were. They were actually killed yes. because left to them, they want to continue yes, and sir. and live out fully yes, in the flesh the the everlasting life. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But they were martyred not of their own of accord, but a hand. Yes, so that they want they, they will count in this same company as well. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Another, another sign of these people, they call them the, it says, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years. So the rest of the dead did not live again until what? The were finished. Praise God. Then it says, this is the first resurrection. Now that thing called first resurrection. He said that, blessed is the and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. There will be another resurrection later. People who are Christians who died, who also need to take their body, but they didn't qualify in this reign with Christ. Those are the ones they call the rest of the dead that will that will rise up again. So that one will be a second another resurrection, but in this first resurrection, there are different classes of, of souls, and said that what makes those people special. It's a blessed that uh, uh, unholy is he that had part in that first resurrection. See, on such the second death had no power. So it's souls who the second death has no power over. Praise God. But they shall means they, for for second death to have no power over you, you have everlasting life. Do you agree? Uh, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ. So you see, they they have the two level, levels of priesthood. The priesthood of God, which is high priesthood, and of Christ, and then shall reign with him a what? A thousand, a thousand years. Then after the thousand years, then the final battle, they now lose Satan again. 
praise God, to go on the earth, go and fish out the remaining guys. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. And he will go and gather people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And then eventually, praise God, they will take care of him and throw him into the, into the lake of fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. Where the beast and the false prophet are. Father, we thank you. Amen. Um, I don't know if this message may be, it's just, it's a little bit of just surveying the book of Revelation and seeing, but it's good to, to see this thing there. Um, so the, the future, in terms of your journey, there's a lot still. Yes. I don't know how many of us are able to get in that sense that there's, there's still a lot to, to come into in God. There's still a lot to come into in God, and and uh, and heaven. They are ready for us. They are ready for us. As many of us who will not relent, right? Who who are interested to to that our this this body that we have, this flesh that we have, praise God, will take will take part fully in the inheritance that is. That is before us. Praise God. I will bless today. Oh, I, I, I pray that nobody will fall short of this. Amen. I pray that no, nobody. I pray that um, the that this hope will sit within us and find a resting place. That we will not wrestle with the expectation anymore. With the hope, we won't fight it. That we will 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 um, will accept it. Amen. will accept the that high calling praise god and and begin to take the steps every day uh, that we need to take to get there praise god um i see the lord giving grace to us in, in fresh way to surrender our flesh Amen. to surrender our bodies and uh, to the full program of redemption so that we'll be redeemed fully from every every in every way uh, that we will begin to yield our bodies, our cause, fully to the to the program of the Spirit, the same way our Lord Jesus Christ did. That that His mind will we begin to possess us, the same mind of inheritance, right, which He had, that made Him come down and humble Himself and all of that, and He and He didn't rest until He what was exalted. Praise God. And, you know, and took that position which the Father had ordained for him. And, of course, we know that that same position he has, he has desired for us to come there. He said it clearly that him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me on my throne as I overcame and sat with my Father also on the throne. You see the whole picture here. You see the Lord Jesus here in this chapter 20. You see him. With his saints, you saw in chapter fourteen him with one hundred and forty-four thousand. That's the picture. That's the that's the picture in heaven that they are looking at, mm. and they are seeing and they are expecting. Praise God, mm. and they don't want. You see this marriage supper. They want you to be there. They want all of us. That none of us, none of our souls, our hearts will fall short Amen. of the expectation, and we will take everything we need to do daily to yield with the the grace that's coming and the program of the Spirit. We'll begin to let's just begin to pray and uh, let's just begin to to open our hearts to Marana Sisko and to Profino Coast. 
Maradana Karana Mas the Supreme Navagano Mashadi Otana Skedo Skapriana Mastopranda Embre Navagano Masai I Altas Tepen Altas Supri Altas Supri Este MRI on Va Kara Raliza Zusta Libra Osheta Liskano Sasubra Delivra Zuskeli Harabazu Ifahamahora 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 if Oh, my God. 
says to you, will all flesh come? We have lifted our supplication to you, our heart cry. We are, we are praying to that mercy in your heart that thought about us, that has given us even this privilege. We are asking that same mercy may continue to, to release help, send grace, and let it not stop to carry us. Lord, as this promise, the promise of this inheritance remaineth, Lord, I pray that we will not fall short of it. We will Amen. not truncate our journey. Oh, Father, you will help our heart to take the little steps daily Amen. that we ought to take, little obediences, this, with the same mind of Christ with which he used to access these promises. Father, thank you. I pray for every soul. Release this blessing. Amen. Release this grace. Amen. Father, for every heart, every Amen. soul, under Amen. the sound of my voice, Amen. Lord, may heaven open with this grace and ability, Lord, Amen. to continue even unto the end. Amen. Thank you, Father. We give all the glory to your name. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the revelation. Thank you because, Holy Spirit, you would do it. Even if the vessel is imperfect. But whatever was lacking in this world that you want to communicate, take it and our hearts are ready. You still use it, Lord, to minister to us. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Giving you of mine, takes of mine. These are mine. These are mine. This is my word. This is my word. Mine as mine. These are my word. 
Somebody what? Giving, 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 giving it to you. 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 I have to authorize the spirit to give it to you. I have to, the spirit is authorized to take off mine. He is authorized to take off mine and to show them to you. But this is, this are, these things are mine. They are things of me. They are things of me. Even things that pertain to my life, to my judgment, and even unto to my reign. Therefore, to give them so they can become yours as well. Say the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.